Welcome to another episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, the Boots on the Ground podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart. Here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. Here we are back at the bootcamp, Bob. I hope you're ready for the next episode. We are post-summit wrap-up and catching up on all the great things that happened here in Alpharetta. Man, we've had a great couple days. It's been fun. We just had a fun dinner with Happy Huggy Halleck and Jeff DeClue and Matt and Tiffany Holdall. We had several people come. We had a residencies roundtable mm-hmm. after. We have a lot of residencies all across the country. Met with a lot of those guys after the summit just to see what they're doing, see how God's moving. And it's really cool to see all the things God's doing all across the country. Yeah, yeah. Tonight I had some sushi with uh, Halleck. Yeah, uh, he's not a very adventurous eater. No. He's not. He's kind of like Clifton. Yeah, I mean, he's not. He's not quite as bad as Clifton, but he's he's pretty close. But he he said that you make him feel safe. Well, that's good. And maybe it's because he hugs me so much that I make him feel safe. But but we just we want to acknowledge a couple of things. We I think we've got a podcast feud going on with a lesser known podcast. <laughs> Called revitalizing the replant with yeah, uh, Tom Rainer, Tom Tucker. Rainer, some old guys. I don't, you know, I don't know what some. You think they used to do something? I'm not sure, but <laughs> but uh, apparently Clifton Clifton slammed us for being millennials who like to eat at adventurous restaurants. Yeah, he had a there was an episode with him and Rainer talking about why small churches are coming back. Yeah, and they were talking about the generational differences with millennials. Mm-hmm. And said that millennials love to go to hole-in-the-wall restaurants with complex menus. And and Clifton just wants to go to Cracker Barrel or Bob Evans, where he knows what's going to be on the menu. And he knows he can pour ketchup on everything. (laughs) Yeah. And we, but you know what, Jimbo... You've been with me, and I'm a, as a Yelp elite. Yelp elite. Uh, I'm going to be seeking out the adventurous eats, the local places, the Bex breakfast burrito. And here we are in Alfred, and we've actually had a gas station burrito, which has been pretty good. But here's, yeah. here's how I think we're going to settle this. We're going to challenge, and I think boot campers, you can feel free to drop comments on Revitalize and Replant. Yeah, let them know on Twitter. Jimbo and I hereby challenge Mark Clifton and Tom Rainer to a two-on-two basketball game. Oh! And they're going to be skins and wear shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, you didn't run this by me, <laughs> and I got a lot of questions. <laughs> but hey, I think your laughter is a sign of affirmation. <laughs> Question number one: Have you ever seen me play basketball? It doesn't matter. It's Mark Clifton and Tom Rainer. <laughs> Question number two: Do they have to be skins? Because I don't know. I don't know that I want to do that. Look, I'm already. I want to win the game before we even have to go on the court. So I think that's a forfeit right there. <laughs> All right, boot campers, you go tag revital the replant. You tag Mark Clifton, Tom Rainer. You let them know. Do it. Challenge is on. Challenge is on. Hey, Summit was really, really good, man. Highest attended, I think, we've ever had. Well over 200 in the room. Normally, we have round tables that everybody gets to sit at. We didn't have room for them. We had to do theater seating, pack Mm -hmm. everybody in there. I know even some of the feedback I got was, hey, I know why we didn't have round tables, but I missed it. Yeah. But, man, it was a a really dynamic couple of days. It was, and and we had the most ladies visit the the sort of come to the summit. We had I think about fifty ladies in the wives breakout session, so yeah. that was really good. And a lot of good speakers. 
some familiar faces, and uh, we also ran into a lot of boot campers. And here's yeah. here's one thing that puzzled me, boot camp audience, is <laughs> is somehow we were announcing the summit like you know every week, and then somehow maybe people turn the boot camp off right at the end and miss the the final. Maybe so. Stay to the very end. You'll you'll get the gold at the end, right? Yeah. It's like the last drop of some good sweet, yeah. you know, sweet tea. But they didn't know that I was going to be here, right? And at least a couple of them said, I heard your voice. And I thought, wait a second. I recognize that voice <laughs> from the boot camp. <laughs> okay, so I work at the North American Mission Board. I'm the associate director of replant. Jimbo is a, a replant specialist working with assessments and research and academics and all that kind of stuff. And we do the replant boot camp podcast, not as a NAM thing, but as you know, a thing yeah. that you started before you came on to NAM. Yeah. But we work for NAM. Yes, we do work for NAM, and we'll be at the we, replay of it. We invited you to the summit <laughs> for like fifteen episodes, and you were surprised we were there. But hey, we're glad to see you. I'm not sure what to make of that, but I was really <laughs> glad to see you. Glad to meet you. Hey, uh, here's what we want to do for this episode: one for those that did make it, and then two for those that didn't. Uh, hopefully, at some point soon, we'll have videos of the main sessions available. Uh, once we do, we may even drop the links to those in these show notes. And yeah, I think they're out even now. Oh, are they already yeah, out? We'll, we'll put them on the show notes. Yeah, we'll put them on the show notes. Really, really good sessions, man. All of them. All of them were so good. And at the very end, Bob Bumgarner, who we actually did the last two or three episodes yeah. with, he was the final guy. And he did such a good job of kind of recapping high points from each of the talks and I, I, let's just, Bob, let's use that as like a springboard. Yeah. And let's talk about some of the high points that we learned. Because there was gold. So listen to the gold and then go into the show notes, replantbootcamp.com. Click on this episode. Go to the show notes and look for the links to the videos. Watch the whole sessions. And I really honestly believe you'll be blessed by that. I think so. Especially, Jimbo, I think this the, the theme, was it reset and replenish? Was that it? Replenish and reset. Okay. Replenish and reset. So many pastors right now are really just exhausted, and yeah. it's been hard. This this summit, this this year's replant summit, will be really helpful for you, even if you didn't come. And yes. you're just going to listen to it like podcasts. It listen maybe devotionally one or two of these a week, or maybe just if you want to space it out. This will really be helpful for you. So let's get to the goal. What, yeah. What? So the the boss man himself, the well done steak ketchup pouring bob evans loving international harvester hat wearing sweater vest wearing bluegrass listening bluegrass listening tractor loving antique collecting boss man himself mark clifton started us off with uh he reminded us why why we struggle with doubts and that the answer to everything we're dealing with this is such a great way to start off mm -hmm. that there is an answer and it has a name and its name is jesus yeah that is the, I mean, all these things ultimately, and it's one of the things I love about the replant team is we continue to, before I was on it, it's what made me love the replant team, is just the continual heralding of the gospel as the answer to what we're doing. Yeah, I, I think there's so much that happens in the replant and revitalization world that deals with strategy and approach and how do you change this and how do you change that, that we... We fail to really understand what this is all about if we move on past the fact that Jesus, it's his church. He died for it. He is the, the center. He's the head of the church. And the verse that I just always go back to is Colossians 1, 28 and 29. And the first phrase in the verse, him we proclaim, right? We're, this is about Jesus. 
that it's about him. It's his story. And his story is not just something that's for our head, but it's for our hearts. Mm. And so the replanters who are really struggling right now, man, just get back to falling in love with Jesus and seeing him as your source, the source, the answer, etc. I know those sound cliche, right? Yeah. But I think when we get away from that, we, we really, we find ourselves in a place of struggle. Yeah. Hey, Mark already put this one out on his Facebook for his Mondays with Mark. He put mm-hmm. the link to this video. So you can watch it there. You can check it in the show notes. So if that if that gold nugget whetted your appetite like a well-done steak does for Mark Clifton, <laughs> then go watch that video. Next up is our good buddy, one of our best friends, Brian Croft from Practical Shepherding, reminded us that the call to pastor is a call to die a little each day for the sake of the flock. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to hear this one because I've heard Brian speak a lot of places in a lot of different contexts and ways, and and he has a lot of great talks. In this one, though, he was nervous. He told me he was nervous. It was the first time he gave this particular talk. He's been meditating on it for a really long time, and he was excited for the opportunity to share. And just talked about why is pastoral ministry so uniquely hard? Mm-hmm. And he says, so unique. We have a lot of reasons that make it complex, but really, ultimately, the key answer is it's so uniquely hard because a call to pastor is a call to die a little bit each day mm-hmm. for the sake of the flock and the glory of God. Yeah, in the, in the show notes, you can watch his episode. And he said something along the lines of this. A Scottish pastor said something to him about being a pastor and being an older pastor and talking about the fact that it was so challenging to just have a broken heart, right, pastoring. And he said, you know, one of the tasks of a pastor, I'm going to paraphrase, I'm not going to get this exactly, but he said, die... Uh, growing old with a peace with a heart that's at peace right and um you'll watch it you'll listen to brian you know brian will say it as he said it but i i think in my own experience when he was telling me because i was i saw him at southern seminary and he was telling me about the gist of his talk and so in my mind jimbo here's what here's what i began to think of i mean to think of the relationships and the and the hardships of pastoring people and the heartache of pastoring people and the fact that a little piece of my heart was broken each time for a family going through a hard time or for a person who walked away or a person who left our replant or for a person I had a conflict with. And, and so, so much of what I think Brian is, is just talking about, that's the reality, right? And so don't be surprised by it, but come to the place where you can be at peace with it, that you're going to leave a lot on the, on the field. You're, you're going to bleed. You're going to have some marks. You're going to have some scars. And so Brian, in his, his way that only Brian can do, did a fantastic job of breaking that down for us. Absolutely. If that nugget webs your appetite, then check out that video. Link in the show notes about Brian Croft's talk. Then next up was Jordan Rayner. Awesome. Not a pastor, never been a pastor, so why would we let him talk at the Replant Summit? Man, because he was talking about one thing that seems to plague almost every single pastor. We've talked about it on here before. We've referenced his book redeeming your time, seven biblical principles to live wildly productive and present and and purposeful with your life. And got so much good feedback from everybody that heard that. I I got feedback from people that heard it. I got feedback from people that said, man, I wish my pastor that wasn't here heard this, or I wish that (laughs) my youth pastor pastor had heard this. And I'm taking back a copy of this book and giving it to people. And man, it was gold. And it really just kind of dipped his toes into the those seven principles in the book and so then you really gotta so here's what i would encourage you to do if if that's if you want to get better at letting your yes be yes 
and not letting your to-do list manage you, but rather you manage it. Watch that video, let it whet your appetite. And here's the good news, you can go a little deep if you wanna take one step deeper. He, has a, he actually has a new study on Right Now Media. You can go to Right Now Media if you have that, if your church utilizes that, or if your church doesn't utilize that, just find a buddy whose church utilizes that and have them give you an account. And then you can go on and you can watch Jordan Rayner go a little bit deeper than even what he did with us. But if you really want to dive in, buy the book, read through each chapter pretty quick, skim it, understand it, then go back one chapter at a time and really work through it and start implementing some of those practices. These are all the things you should have learned in seminary but didn't. Yeah. Right. And these are the things that get you fired because you didn't learn them. Yeah. Right. And these are the kinds of things that make you wake up one day in your middle-aged life and go, I think I've missed a few things. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... So I loved, uh, I loved it. Super practical, super helpful. It was cool. We we got to meet with him in the lobby on so Sunday night, right? Yeah. And, and uh, what a great guy, what great insights. So man, Pastor, don't think this is dry and boring. This is like vitally uh, no, life life giving information. It's so good. So go to the show notes, find that link to that video. Sink your teeth into that. Next up, we had former replanter of the year, yeah. Men Lee. Uh, and in Bob Bumgarner's summary, he said, Men Lee reminded us that God overcomes obstacles by using the body of Christ. Man, Men Lee's maybe was one of my favorite talks <laughs> yes. of the whole thing. He is he is an enigma wrapped in a riddle. I mean, this guy is Deep awesome. Deep fried in a wonton <laughs> with salsa on top. This, yes, this dude is so awesome. So we've talked about men on here before. I don't know if we've had him on here before. I think we have, maybe. We might have. We did a replanner of the year video. I know we him. did that, yeah. yeah. So Min Lee is a Korean American who has replanted a one of the oldest historic Hispanic churches in Los Angeles as a multicultural church. And then here's my favorite, like just to just to add to the layers of complexity of this yes. whole thing. That's the university is a USC calls him, says we have a bunch of international students that have never had an American Thanksgiving meal. Will you as a pastor <laughs> serve them? And he, a Korean American, looks at his Korean American wife and goes, Have you ever had <laughs> like how do we do like let's just make some turkey and some gravy <laughs> yes. and like they'd never had an american thanksgiving meal but he was like but it's an opportunity to meet lost people let's do it let's do it uh i think my other favorite story was the first time they used their baptistry they flooded the whole church because <laughs> yeah, it broke it was like an old brittle fiberglass baptistry so here's here's when i when i hear men talk and we've we've got to be around him a couple of times and hear him speak here there is no more joyful pure-hearted yeah godly person replanter than Min Lee. Yeah. Right. And he's just going to find a way to reach out to the community. And he's in one of the most dangerous neighborhoods in all of uh, LA and it has a bad reputation and the Lord just keeps bringing him people and opening doors for him to do yeah. ministry in the community, whether it's getting the library's hand sanitizer, starting a jujitsu class in his church, starting a guitar class in his church, creating a, a youth group you know in in his um his church because he's reaching the neighbors and the neighbors are like i've got too many grandkids i need to send them away for a while <laughs> he's like send all the grandkids to, so they have the instant youth group minley's just one of these great guys who's super humble super gracious yeah and he follows jesus and so um man what a pure-hearted guy uh and and what yeah. a, what an inspiration no i love him so I mean, I highly recommend go watch that video. You 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 need to watch that one because he uses a lot of pictures from what God's been doing there at his church. 
go watch that video. It'll bless your heart for sure. Then next, starting day two, was Happy Huggy Halleck, Mark Halleck with the Calvary Family of Churches. And he reminded us that you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And he really dove into the idea of perseverance mm -hmm. based off of, he has a book on the perseverance of a godly pastor. And that's part of the kind of larger magnum opus textbook that he has leading church revitalization. And so he dove into that, really walked very practically through why pastors don't persevere and then kind of eight things you need to do in order to persevere. The eight things were gold. Yeah. And, um, and it started with the devotional time. Yep. Uh, and uh, he just spoke so passionately. I mean, how, I don't think Halleck never, he never does not speak with passion. I don't uh, know that he does anything. <laughs> not. Like, <laughs> no, he, like, I, he like orders at a restaurant with just gusto and passion. I know. He drinks root beer in my backyard with great passion, right? So we love Halleck. He's a rare gem that is just a super gracious guy. And so you're going you're gonna to love those eight things that he talked about. Yeah. that are keys to persevering as a pastor. Yep, so definitely dive into that one and get the get the book, get the Leading Church Revitalization book. It's a really good one. Then Frank Lewis, who planted a church in Las Vegas and has done a revitalization at First Baptist Nashville. Now he's a revitalization pastor at another church. After uh, he's retired. After, yeah, his retirement is helping revitalize a dying church. Yeah, I think his retirement totally lasted maybe a week. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And he got a D-man, I think, in the process. Oh, he's getting like two certifications. In yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so he's he's a, he's a good dude, and he's just staying after it. Yeah. And he well, just wants yeah. to serve churches. One thing I love about Frank is he's new to us, so yeah. I haven't really been around him. Clifton's, you know, been around him for, or has known his writings, actually, for a while. And Frank is a deep devotional leader, mm -hmm. right? So as he speaks, he speaks with just this, this undercurrent of devotion and practicality that was really inspiring and surprising to me like yeah. I, I didn't and I, I got I had dinner with him and breakfast with him and he's just a good genuine guy and is a good listener and a good question asker and I think his whole series on on helping guys think about how do they preach with hope yeah and what he talked about was super practical and <laughs> I think he said this he was like man copy it and use it and you don't have to tell them who who you got it from because nobody knows who I am anyway. <laughs> I thought that was really good. He was so good, man. He just reminded us that we are carriers of hope. So here's the deal. Whet your appetite on that one. If you think, man, I would love to preach about hope. What text would I even preach about hope? And, and so what he did is, is beyond the idea of just like looking up hope in the concordance or typing it into Google, he really took even beyond like kind of how do you look at that from some different angles of forgiveness and all the, I mean, it's, what are Old Testament passages? I mean, he literally gave like a master class on, hey, if you want to preach hope, here's like two dozen texts yeah. that you could use and here's how you could approach it. It doesn't give you the sermon. You still got to study the text. You still got to write the sermon, but this may not have been a text you ever would have considered. Oh man, if I want to give hope to my congregation, this is a text. Yeah. And he talked about, I mean, preaching to the one another's and Habakkuk and going all through all these things. Is it Habakkuk or Hab or Habakkuk? I've heard it both ways. I, when I preached to, I I think I said Habakkuk. Yeah, that's that to me feels the most right. Not Habakkuk. Is that what you said? I've heard people say it. Well, yeah. there's a camp called Canakuk. Ha Habakkuk or ha Habakkuk. Habakkuk. There's a camp called Canakuk in Branson. Yeah, but it's not. Nope, not that. It's not. Habakkuk, it's 
Habakkuk. Habakkuk. There we go. All right, so <laughs> Frank did a great job giving us some great sermon series ideas. Go watch that video. Link in the show notes. And then the man himself who's been with us for several weeks The now, other Bob. we got to release him back to his wife at some point. The other Bob brought some gold, man, and he reminded us that we need each other, that we don't need to do this alone. Then He brought up so many points that I really think illustrated that so well. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things, he went through some Barna statistics on things that Barna determined lead to burnout. And you're watching it and you're kind of going, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe I struggle with that. Maybe I struggle with that. And maybe I don't want to burn out. And then he like flipped the whole thing on its head with one question, which you need, like this is Bob Bumgarner's superpower. Bob's superpower is to flip your entire world on its head with a single question. Yeah. And so he did it, right? He goes all the statistics and then he says, what if these aren't the things that cause burnout, but what if these are the symptoms of burnout? Yeah, that was, that was gold. And it was a, a pivot then for him to really unpack some really powerful things about helps us not burn out. Right? Yeah. And what helps us last in ministry. And, and so Bob, Bob does a fantastic job of breaking all that down. And um, I think it was a great session to end on because we, we were able to walk out the door with, okay, these are some really good things. And it all really just centered in around relationships and particularly the, the thread that you guys have developed at, at the association in Jacksonville, don't mm-hmm. pastor alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think one of the other things that he did so well is he talked about how the Apostle Paul, we think of kind of the Apostle Paul as this dynamic, unbelievable hero mm-hmm. of the New Testament. And he did a like a, literally like a word cloud of essentially Paul's network of people and talks about, I mean, without Ananias, like Paul's still blind. Yeah. And without Barnabas, he has no credibility amongst the apostles. And he just keeps going through this list and, and shows you like, Paul, Paul's not this by himself, pastor alone, minister alone, missionary alone guy. He, Paul is not the Paul we know without a village of people helping him become that guy. Yeah, every pastor needs a friend. Every pastor needs a team. Every pastor needs other pastors leading around them. And and Bob did a nice job with that. And I, he put up a tic-tac-toe square at the end of his presentation mm-hmm. with you in the middle, I think, and yeah. then talked about who you need around you. And and so pay attention to some of the slides that he used. And then especially pastors, if you are feeling you're like you're in a place where you, you, you are depressed or you're discouraged and you can't imagine how you might go about gaining people around you or where you would find support, take a listen to, to the podcast that, or to not the podcast, but take a listen to the presentation that Bob put together. And I think you'll be encouraged. Absolutely. You know, one of the other highlights for me was Nick Carter. Oh man. Leading us in worship. Yes. Man, that dude is gifted. Yeah. We were singing original songs and hymns and uh, funny thing, Nick went to Bible college with the pastor of the church that I attend now and a member of my pastor, yeah. um, Aaron. And Morgan, he knew both of them. And so we I posted on Facebook just a picture of, you know, replant some of its underway. And Aaron's wife, Morgan, was like, hey, we love Nick. And I was like, holy cow. So, yeah, the guy who's leading worship is friends with my pastor and his wife. So it was really, really kind of a cool small world. I'll tell you, one of the things that I, I've noticed, I've, you know, I've known Nick for a lot of years now. And I've always appreciated 
every time I've gone, he, he is the missions and worship pastor at Mercy Hill Church in Yulee, which is a replant of a church there in Yulee that used to be called Celebration Baptist. And uh, Nick's been there for a while. Here's this really simple but profound thing he does that I think every worship pastor should consider. Every song on the slides at the bottom right-hand corner would have a corresponding biblical passage. Yeah, I saw that. He did that today. I love it. Yeah. I mean, every song he did, he had that. And here's why I love that. It, like, it reminds us. I mean, we know this, right? And we think we know this. We think our church members know that what we're singing is biblical. We hope what we're singing is biblical. But it's like you can almost forget like oh like oh we're just singing some songs and you know then we'll get to the bible mm-hmm. but nick has it's just this one little simple thing has just reminded you hey what we're singing is biblical mm-hmm. like we're singing maybe not exact scripture verses quoted sometimes we are but sometimes the idea we're singing is an expression of what you find in this text beautiful i and i loved it and and i think there's for the replanter out there too, let me talk about something stylistically with Nick. The the for the replanter that thinks he has to have a full band, Nick was just a guy and a guitar, and then he had his his buddy, his realtor buddy from Jacksonville, mm-hmm. Alex. Alex, who apparently is the number one realtor according to according <laughs> to Nick. I don't know if it's true. He's or not. probably the number one realtor as much as we're a nation's leading podcast. Well, we are the nation's leading <laughs> one of the nation's leading podcasts. So according to page ninety seven of the SBC. Book of yeah, reports. With a gauntlet of, uh, of a two-on-two two basketball game to <laughs> settle this. Well, yes, we are. we're going to do that. But anyway, he, just a simple guitar with an electric guitar backup. Like, so two dudes up there, not a full band. Yeah. And the sound was rich and full, and everybody was singing along. Yeah. And so you can just have a guy on a guitar, and uh, it, it, was, it was really good. It's both, both deep in content, the way he led, everything was just really good. And, and um, just shout-out to all the... Folks who came to the summit, everybody was just singing with great passion. Yeah, and uh, so much so that um, you know Kevin Izell saw it on on uh, Kevin Izell, president of Nam, and Jimbo Bina and I work at Nam, right? So <laughs> Kevin saw it online. Somebody posted a live video, and, and uh, Kevin was really impressed. And then uh, a couple other are important guys at Nam, uh, George McCallum, the chief officer of staff or uh, chief of staff, came down and, and was in worship. And so they came down, they saw it, and they came down, and they were just like super, like you know just moved by the the replanters who were singing and and really a lot of the replanters they come from churches where, where they don't get to sing with that many people yeah that loud a volume yeah and uh and so they were just really rejoicing and so that's one of the things that's great about the summit is the worship is is just really dynamic because everybody's coming there ready to to praise the lord and and uh just to participate Two more things to celebrate before we close out, Bob. One, we had a replanter of the year, Matthew yeah, Clow. Yeah, Matthew McClough. I tell you what was fun for me with that is I don't know Matthew, but I know his mentor, Steve yeah. Dighton. And that brother is passionate about Matthew Clow. I've talked to I've Man, Steve's become a buddy. Like, we text and call, and yeah. and he, he's encouraging to me. And we, I was helping get a replanter of the year video ready, and, and he was so encouraging to me and thanking me for that work. And... So I, I snapped a picture as he's up there and sent it to him and said, man, well done, good and faithful servant to Steve, because he's recovering from mm-hmm. heart transplant and he couldn't be there. And I mean, he, he just sent me this long text message back about just how much Matt means to him. 
So we might even link in the show notes the Replaner of the Year video yeah, so you can see it. that. Let's do it. One more thing. We, I can't believe we haven't mentioned it yet that we have to celebrate. Kyle didn't come even close to killing any of us. <laughs> Kyle didn't give us COVID. That's right. Last year was a COVID summit. We, we made it through. We made it through this whole summit. Now. Well, to date, right today, now at we're, we're 10, 13 Eastern time. We're recording the day the summit ended. None of us got COVID yet. None of us have COVID. Now, the next couple of days could prove otherwise. A little tickle in the throat, a little sniffle in the nose. <laughs> Be cursing Kyle. But we've survived yet far. We didn't have to have a chaos of exodus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's right. Like, there, we were two presentations in. I had just finished my presentation. We walked off. Fortunately, the, yeah, we we walked off the stage. Clifton convened us, so I missed whoever last year was the first presenter. I I was, Kyle had called me in the morning and said I just tested positive for COVID. So I'm on the phone with like HR and and we can't get all the. Because we in, work at Nam. Yes, because we work at Nam. <laughs> and I was on the phone with texting everybody, and so then it's time for me to speak. So I go and speak. As soon as I get off the stage, Clifton brings us all aside and kicks a few of us out who've been exposed. Yep. <laughs> and so I, we drove from, we had to leave, and it was and, just Andy Addis had to step in, and like, yes. I mean, for, I mean, look, I want to tell you this about Andy Addis. If yep. you got to have a pitch hitter, what a champ! Andy Addis is about as good as you're going to get. <laughs> yes. That dude stood up and hit a home run. He was dynamic last year. Anyway, I just we couldn't end this episode without celebrating the fact that we had no at least within the schedule of the summit. No, we, ha- we did have one attendee have to go to the hospital. It turned out to be bronchitis, yeah. and he came back. He, he finished, us at, finished it out before he went home with bronchitis because he wasn't contagious. But yeah. uh, it, was, it was such a great time, man. It's an honor to get to be with this. The next thing is Am I Replanter um, in October at Southern Seminary in Louisville. Yeah. Good love, friends. Love to see you there. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing, and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital. 180 Digital is a team of design, development, and marketing experts that love working with churches big and small. Check out 180.church, O-N-E-E-I-G-H-T-Y.church to learn more about how 180 can help your church move forward.